24 hours late on the second podcast posting of the year. Uh, Confidence. Welcome to Confidently Insecure, the podcast where we're absolutely sure we don't know everything, including scheduling. (laughs) I have good reasoning. There's a whole reason why. This episode's all about it. You're probably looking at the title like WTF. Uh, But it, it will all come to fruition also, don't be alarmed. The setting of this podcast does look different because we are in transition of moving. Well, we're not in transition of moving. Our roommate is in transition of moving, who I've lived with for like five years. And so we're redoing our living room. So that's why the setup looks different. And also here comes Leo, the kitty cat. Um, Hi. 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 What's up? Jared's here. Hi, guys. Cap slap. You're here for this week's That's me. Yeah. Um... I want to ask you, how do you feel about New Year? <laughs> uh, you know, it is an absolute shit show right now. Yeah, um, it's bad out there. The world is crazy, but mm-hmm. I'm spending a lot of time on me. I'm doing a lot of personal development and mm. self kind of getting into good habits for the next year. Jeez. So. That looks good. That looks good. Yeah. You, you look good. Thank you. Compared to the outside world kind of being a clusterfuck. <laughs> and uh, confidants, I hope you are taking care of yourselves. Like, that's super important when uh, everything's kind of going awry. Uh, yep. Like they always say on the airplane, you got to put your own mask on before you put on someone else's. There it is. And I think that's really important to know in situations like this. But hey, for the next hour slash 45 minutes, let's just... Uh, let's like disappear a little bit together into the podcast world, shall we? Even though we're more than 24 hours late. That's, that's on me. That's on me. Um, and yeah, you probably see the title. We almost broke up. Uh, we're going to be talking about that firstly, though. We will be talking about, um, really quickly, my book. Woo! Uh, you guys know I haven't stopped talking about this for the last like six months. It is out. You know that it's out. I talked about it last week. Um, but... I'm not going to sit here and be like, buy it, buy it, because you get that from like every other avenue of my life. But what I do want to tell the confidants, I want to I tell the confidants that they are going to be the first to know what merch is coming out oh, damn. this week with the book. Wow. So you guys hear it first. Save your pennies, because you're going to want this little bundle of stuff. So first thing that we got Ooh. coming out this week is um, the necklace that I am wearing here. Woo! It is a gold chain with a gold pendant that says sensitive. Oh, I really love it. It's good quality. It actually is really nice. Yeah, it's really nice quality. Next, we have sweatshirts coming out in three colors. Woo! Baby pink, white, and black. And they say I'm sensitive on the front and a really cool design on the back from the book. Next, we have a candle that says it smells incredible. Calm bitch, and it is a lavender vanilla scent. It's amazing. Yep. Um, next, on top of that, we've got uh, what else do we have? We have the sweatshirts, the necklace, the candle. Didn't you ever write this down somewhere? I should have written this down. <laughs> I I th- I was so confident that I I knew what it was. The what else is other, there? Other t-shirts. Oh, t-shirts. There you go. Thank you. We got crops and regulars because we know how we love those crops um, that say don't fucking panic on them, which I think are so cute. Um, It's got like the little pocket design like I love with the Confidently Insecure and Anxiety Queen pockets. Uh, Really soft material. We're working with the same Bella Canvas company that makes those really soft, 
so soft. So soft. God, I feel like I'm missing an important good one. I bet you can in post <laughs> add, it like, in. add it in. Hey guys, I forgot it's this. <laughs> right? Um just know that there's some cute shit coming. <laughs> um I wanted to do notebooks that you would like get with the book that you could write in so that you don't have to write in the book because a lot of people are like, oh I want to reuse it or reread it. Um, I don't want to like fill it up. But here's the thing. My production people were like, we'd have for them to be good quality, they'd have to be like $15. And I'm like, okay, that's like a moleskin notebook, right? And they're like, oh, no, no, no. That's just like a regular good notebook. And I was like, $15 for not a moleskin? I don't know if I'd pay that. So I guess I want to leave it up to you, audience. You tell me, would you pay $15 for not a moleskin, don't fucking panic, cute, logoed, like block colored notebook? I don't know. Would you, Jared? I mean... Honestly. Why not? Yeah. You would pay $15 for a notebook that's not moleskin? If it goes with the don't fucking panic, then Mm. I'm in. All right. Well, audience, you tell me if you want a notebook or not, or if you're like happy with the candle necklace stuff. Um, Okay. Um, Before we talk about us almost breaking up, I have to tell the confidants why this episode's late. (laughs) Because as the title also states, New Year, same pussy, baby. Woo! How do you feel about all of my pussy emergencies? <laughs> um, I feel bad for you. Um, it's unfortunate. It, it for me, it's like yeah, it's a bummer. But you know, I, I, it's not like I'm feeling the the issues. So I, I'm definitely thankful for that. But also feeling bad for you. Did you think that you were going to have your gynecology degree by dating me? <laughs> It was not on my radar, but I'm fully versed now. So yeah, in I, the ways of the Punan. Yes, I can. I know my way around a cervix for sure. That's for sure. Uh, <laughs> and I, we, that's not a joke. That's not like oh, he really dicks is down. It's like, no, his like eyes and hands know how to give me like a full gynecological exam at this point. Um, so let's like, before I tell them about my pussy emergency yesterday, um, we can review last year. I got a boric acid pill stuck in my urethra. We had to go to the emergency room. That was fun. Um, I had yeast infections that made me so sick. I like couldn't fucking walk without pain. Um, I had my leap procedure to cut off stage three carcinoma in situs off my cervix. Um, what else? HPV diagnosis. That was like 2019. Well, we have more, we have more issues. I had fibroids on my, my, I had fibroids on my fallopians or something. My F's on my F's. I got F's on F's. Um, I want to give you a yeast update, though. I want to give you a little intro to how this started. (laughs) Yeast update. (laughs) So for like six months, I had not had yeast infection after talking about it on this podcast and like getting to, oh, that's what the bacteria was that we got tested for. And like we had that like a fan named Kelsey had written in saying like, hey, I get chronic yeast infections too. I talked about this, you guys. You could like scroll back. But she said like, make sure your gyno's testing you for this bacteria. And usually everyone has it. But if you have chronic yeast infections and you have this bacteria, it can tend to be the thing that's like exacerbating it. So we both had to take meds for that. So after we like cleared that out of our system, I still got another yeast infection. I was like, motherfuck. So finally I went to the gut health side of like TikTok and Reddit and found out that it's probably because I eat so much fucking sugar. So for the last six months, I've really cut back on the sugar 
except for the last like two to three weeks when we were in our jammy trip and it was the holidays. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. You did really well up yeah. until the jammy, end of jammy trip. Yeah. yeah. End of jammy trip. It was really like New York being yeah. in the holiday season. Yeah. It was holidays. And I also got new ear piercings for migraines. So those were infected. One was infected because I kept touching it with my mask. And so I got put on antibiotics. And I think that with the combo of taking antibiotics gave me a little uh, flare of yeast that I was like, oh, shit. And on top of that, you know, we have been going through maybe one of the toughest times in our relationship. And with really tough times comes really great makeup sex. (laughs) And with really great makeup sex comes the, uh, you know, cuddling after coitus, not peeing right away, that whole thing. I don't have a UTI, but you know, we weren't not fucking a lot, a little <laughs> bit for some time. It is what it is. Um, so back when I was getting chronic yeast infections, I had bought, and I do not advise this, I had bought off Amazon a bulk package of clear speculums, which are the usually metal thing that a gyno inserts into your puss to crank it open. And uh, I had bought them because I wanted to recognize the signs of a yeast infection so that every time I got one, I wasn't going in the gyno, spending $40 copay, wasting an hour and a half of my time, paying for parking, all that shit. I, was, I could just crank it open, see it, and be like, I know what this is. Bloop, blop, boric acid, bloop, blop, fluxetine, bloop, bloop, bloop. Fix it. Well, well, the well, well. Uh, I was laying in bed with you the other night. We were watching Legion, which, great show. If you haven't watched it, very confusing, uh, but great show. Uh, and I cranked, I got my speckies out. I got my little specky out, (laughs) cranked that bitch open and you were laying next to me and I'm using a mirror and two iPhone lights (laughs) to like refract mirror light into my Poonan, the deep, dark hole that it is. Cause apparently I have a long vagina. (laughs) Um, (laughs) and, uh, I was like, okay, I see a little bit of yeast. I guess this is a yeast infection. Yep, confirmed what I thought. But then I saw my cervix looking back at me. And it was like. (laughs) It did not look very happy. Yeah, Yeah. it was like angry looking. And I'm sitting there kind of looking at it. And I'm like, Jared, can you look at this? Does this look normal to you? And if you don't know what your cervix looks like. Or like what a cervix normally looks like. Pause this right now and open up a tab and just Google like what a healthy cervix looks like because I feel like we should know that. We should know that. Did you know what a cervix looked like? I mean like I could guess but I knew it definitely wasn't what I saw. (laughs) (laughs) That did not look healthy. My my cervix yeah. had, had like a, a that like glasses with the <laughs> n- big nose and mustache on it. Like yeah. I'm not really a cervix. <laughs> I'm somebody else. It was certainly uh, um, it, it's surprising. Yeah, to say I, the least. I also yeah. think people think of a cervix as like the kind of triangle-ish cone in your vagina like a lot of people don't even know your vagina is actually like the walls on the inside of your body a lot of people just refer to the vagina as the outside god we talk about vaginas so much on this podcast sorry not sorry um 
But the cervix is kind of like this pink squishy donut with a tiny hole in the middle. And we also got to uh, really learn about <laughs> the female reproductive, or excuse me, yeah, the reproductive system of vagina owners uh, when we were at Lacey's house and Lacey went to go get her ultrasound and we both were like, how do we know if it's a boy or a girl? Or like, how does it happen if it's a boy or a girl? And you and I both kind of looked at each other and we're like, Wait, we don't know. We know that like the egg chooses the sperm, but we didn't really know what else that entailed. And so we both ended up going down a YouTube rabbit hole of watching like a lot of reproductive videos. I saw this really cool like three dimensional <laughs> video that was like six minutes long, like of the journey of the sperm. Like and it's like going through this whole like battle through like the the forces of by jj abrams yeah, yeah basically <laughs> it was good it was incredible it I was feel like they really well produced that in school you yeah 100 percent. i would learn a lot more if i was watching videos like that all the time it's yeah incredible. yeah so uh we point is we were really like balls deep in knowing that my cervix did not look like it should <laughs> and there was like a lump on it that looked like an angry, I don't know, boil. Yeah. It looked just angry and like a big lump. And it wasn't really a color, but it was just big and like, I mean, it was big. It was like 10 millimeters, I think it ended up being or something. Wow. Uh, and I'm like, Jared, does this look normal to you? And as my gynecologist boyfriend d does, he <laughs> poked his head in there and, well, go on. What'd you see? Yeah, it just didn't 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 look good. Um, I knew from the immediate sight that like something wasn't like it wasn't like you look at it and you're like oh that's healthy. It's like that's not it's not healthy. I don't know what it is, but I got like freaked out yeah. for sure. And I think people probably want to know how we got to the point of being so comfortable with each other because I know couples like even in my Cooter Club group chat, the girls were like, wow, props to Jared. Like you really <laughs> found a winner because you have been up in there in a non-sexual way so many times. Like, I don't know. What is your take on that? Yeah, I think it's just part of the part of the duty sometimes, you know, you like you, as as a a good partner you want to be there for the other person to like support them and whatever they're going through and just so happens that the things that you go through happen to be very uh internal internal yeah <laughs> a lot of uh reproductive ish vibes going on yeah. so i've just been kind of well versed in that leo keeps jumping up on that i Watch know out, i'm honey. nervous he's gonna knock over the yeah stand um but yeah i think there's a fear that a lot of non-vagina owners have about like the intimate health care of a vagina. Like I don't think a lot of people know like how to label the parts that like this does this X and Y, Z. And to be honest, like I think I still don't know and I wouldn't know unless I've had all these problems personally. Um, do you feel like this is, a good thing that you're so close to me that you can look inside of the whole, deepest hole in my body. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't, I don't see that as a negative. Uh, what advice would you give to like any confidant listeners who maybe their partner has never gone that deep South? I mean, to, to I can give advice to the partners themselves. Okay. Um, 
like grow up like <laughs> I don't know like you're you're, you're an adult and yeah. you're dealing with adult things and some of those adult things are like health concerns and yes. you, you need to kind of like step up a little bit and like Oof. don't be like or like, like I don't know yes I think yeah. a lot of like I'm just gonna say it men are kind of like I don't know there's so many flaps and skins and <laughs> like what like Grow up is the best thing I've ever heard. Like, if I have to deal with it, bitch, so do you. Especially three years into a relationship now. Also, oh. happy anniversary, by the way. Almost. Three, three years. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, so I, of course, did the thing you're not supposed to do and got on Google and was like, what does this comp look like picture-wise? And it was either like, you have a cyst or like back to stage three carcinoma, your pussy's being eaten by cervical cancer. Now I had had a pap done in October of last year. So I knew, you know, it would be aggressive (laughs) if things had taken over so quickly. So, uh, I emailed my gyno on like a Sunday night and, or no, it was like Saturday night or something. And that's my other advice is like, if you don't have a gyno that you feel comfortable with reaching out to at any time, like, you should find a gyno that you do feel comfortable reaching out to. I know that like a lot of people are still that listen to this podcast are still even like getting comfortable with going to exams and like talking about vaginal health. But to me, it's like my gyno is my friend. And even though she's like way smarter than me and like, you know, probably, you know, doesn't love how much I have to see her. I feel like I can say anything to her. And so, you know, I messaged her, told her the situation and she was like, Oh, Dara, like uh, you're always an adventurer. And like, don't, don't speculum yourself to, to the <laughs> point of like freaking out. Cause you don't know how to diagnose yourself like that. Like you're checking for yeast. Okay. So she gets me in first thing, which is why the podcast was late. Cause I had to go, she, she had one appointment open that I had to go rush to. And, uh, cranks me open and she's like, Oh yeah, that's definitely a cyst. And I was like, Oh, okay. Big relief. Um, most vagina owners actually will get cysts on their cervix and never even know it. Cause it will take care of itself. And they're not painful as opposed to like, if you get cysts on other organs in the vagina, um, so that's good to know you that you any vagina owners probably have had cysts and they just like take care of themselves. But this one was big. And she said because it was a infection to happening that like the cervix, the reason why it looked so angry and like red and different colored was because it was reacting also to the uh, infections. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, she definitely swapped anyway. She was like, I agree. Like you had your pap recently there's no reason why we should be like freaked out i'm gonna swab anyways like i'll call you in three days which like obviously i'm still a little bit nervous about but i feel better with her like explanation and reaction but i'm glad i went because she said not only did she think i had a yeast infection but she also thought i had bv which is bacterial vaginosis which i've had before and it's one of those things that's just like well, if I was treating it as a yeast infection and it was BV and I wasn't able to clear it all out, I would have continued to have problems and like who knows what it could have cycled into, blah, 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 blah. All of this to say like even me, you know, the person who is all about vaginal health still doesn't know everything and and needs to have regular gyno checkups. And so I, I say all of this to say like not only am I sorry that the podcast was late, but you guys have got to go get your pussies checked out. Like you got to go get your annuals, schedule them now, top of year. 
Um, you know, like your insurance just renewed. So like prepare for that and like maybe make this a time to like new year, new gyno. If you don't love your gyno, um, get recs from your girlfriends, go online, like ask social media. Um, but I think that this can like kind of transition into our next topic, but quickly I will throw it to our ads real quick. Um, Jared, can I tell you about care of? Sure. Care-of is a wellness brand that makes it easy to maintain your health goals with customized vitamin plans that help you feel your best and support you long-term. You know I love me some freaking vitamins. I already take enough pills every day, and this is just like an extra little boop on my day. All of Care-of's products are formulated with good-for-you clean ingredients that are backed by science, honey, okay? Joe Biden, we believe in science in this house, right? Woohoo! Care-of's in-depth Five-minute online quiz asking questions about your diet, lifestyle, and health concerns to help you address your specific wellness goals. Okay, so this is like a customized vitamin plan for you. And make taking better care of your health a New Year's resolution. Okay, we love that. And make it super easy with care of. And here's the thing. I'm not someone who's all into like the New Year's resolution stuff. I have like thoughts about it. But I do think bettering your mind is a very important piece of like feeling that wave of new year, new you. And I think care of vitamins like fits right into that category of like, if you need to take care of your gut health, that is your second brain, baby. We Mm got to do it. Um, And I want you guys to get 50% off your first order. Okay. So for 50% off of your first care of order, go to takecareof.com and enter code confident 50. That is 50% off your first care of order. You go to takecareof.com and enter code confident 50 jared is anything interfering with your happiness yes <laughs> is something preventing you from achieving your goals you know i wish i knew well don't worry because i can offer you my favorite ever plug that happens in every podcast because it's my favorite brand ever to work with with better help because they are going to assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist wow we do couples therapy through better help we do uh and we connect in a safe and private online environment because that is so convenient and you guys confidants can start communicating with the therapist in under 24 hours no waiting no dealing with the insurance all that bullshit and it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available okay we believe that therapy should be accessible to everyone and better help is on their way and they have like professional counselors who deal with are you ready for this yep depression stress anxiety relationships sleeping trauma anger family conflicts lgbt matters grief and self-esteem there's not an issue i have taken there that they can't help me with (laughs) in fact so many people have been using better help that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. I want you confidants to start living a better, happier life today. And as a listener, you're going to get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash CI. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. 1 million. That's a lot of people. I know. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash CI. Now I know what you're thinking, Kelsey, when did you become obsessed with 
cowboy boots. Well, did you forget that I was raised in Florida? Are you forgetting I'm a little country girl by heart? I even wore my Tacovas recently when I went on a ski trip with my family to Colorado. I wore my white Tacovas when I went to the Taylor Swift concert. And if you didn't think you would need cowboy boots anytime soon, uh, might I remind you that Beyonce just dropped her little country album and you're going to need some Tacovas. Tacovas is my favorite boot brand and they're bringing a fresh perspective to hair boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. Their western boots for men and women are handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. And Tacova's is western to their core, offering a bunch of other head-to-toe western staples, trucker jackets, the perfect jeans to go with your boots, performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it, and they'll get you outfitted. If you can't make it to one of their stores, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. Wow. So back to uh, our, our beautiful <laughs> transition. Uh, you already know what I was going to say, right? Transitioning from like, pussy into like us being going through like a very very tough time yeah well i, I want to frame it too of like where my head's at now versus where i was on that trip too um especially after that kind of <clears throat> the vagina scare if you will mm. um this is I, new for me i'm not i haven't heard this before. i think i told you in the car oh, okay. a little bit but um i very much like I had a um, a lot of visualizations of like the worst case scenario with Kelsey and like mm. that kind of, it really brought out a lot of the deeper connection that I have with her in mm. that like the surface level things that like I think matter a lot don't really matter that much and like that there's such a huge like connection that we have that I would be really, really bummed if we if if it got cut short and that was like really kind of a a scary moment but a eye-opening one and a good one to kind of process and and think about so um that's where my head's at now right versus like versus where we're at and me too honestly like and you know when i went to the gyno i i could only go in because of covid and everything in la is like very bad right now so jared stayed in the car and like that's what he's talking about is i think you had like 45 minutes kind of to yourself to kind of digest what news was going to come out of this. And like, you know, we already had like a scare that got resolved and it just felt so easy. Like it was just like, Oh, she just cut it out and I was fine. And then like to think like this might be something I'm dealing with for a long time and like constantly going to have to worry in the back of my mind, like, Oh my God, like how bad does it get? Um, and your mom passed from, uh, like cancer, fourth stage breast cancer, yeah, reproductive health yeah. cancer, and so I think there's like a, you know, fear obviously of it big time repeat repeating itself in your life and like, uh, taking another like woman figure in your yeah. life, yeah, and that like sucks, yeah, that's really scary. Yeah, but I, I it also gives me 
perspective mm -hmm. and it gives me, um, it helps me realize, it sounds corny, but like it helps me like really appreciate you as much as I can now mm -hmm. because I know you're here and like I can touch you. Yeah. And you're here. I me. am. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, I'm glad you said that because like I wanted to start out by saying like we've been going through a tough time like everybody in uh, the circumstances of the world. Like it is not a normal time. And like I don't know if we would really be going through it like this. And I mean going through it in that I don't know. We've our relationship has ebbed and flowed and we're coming up on three years this week and we both have changed yeah. fundamentally like in our bones as people since we met. Like if anyone goes back and listens to adult <laughs> shit when I was at BuzzFeed, like you can literally track the successes and pitfalls of our relationship um, publicly, which I kind of think is really cool. Like I love, like <laughs> I love that we'll have that forever, yeah, you know, like true. a time capsule and who we were three years ago is like, how do I say this? Like 180, 180, 180, like a different circle yeah. <laughs> where, you know, I can kind of speak to my faults of like, I think I've since getting sober, which has been the best thing I could have ever done for myself. And I think if I hadn't, our relationship would have not really been where it is maybe at all. Uh, if at all was a relationship, but I gained this extra space and brain capacity to be more of a anxious and controlling person. And it has nothing to do with like controlling of like, um, I think the, like a stereotypical girlfriend that's like, where are you? Who have you been with? Like, you're not allowed to go out. It, it's other stuff. Like, I don't even know. Like, can you make sure this is clean? Can you do this? Like, can you uphold this, piece of the relationship that I have decided is now vital and priority because I've decided on my half of my life that it's vital and priority. And like, I also, you know, have still been working on the idea of admitting that I'm wrong and not feeling like an intense, deep shame. Like even when it's the stupidest argue like it's not even an argument it's you being like oh did you know da, 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 like turtles have three eyes and i'd be like turtles don't have three eyes and you're like yeah turtles have three eyes and you would show me like are the all these articles i still couldn't ever be like you're right like turtles do have three eyes and i was wrong i would like rather make it into a joke and be like well that's stupid like they shouldn't have three eyes or whatever like i just have this very intense fear of being wrong and i think it comes from like the people i were raised by like being that way and I have a hard time apologizing and I'll never forget like the first time in our relationship very early on that you you know we weren't that close yet but you had pointed out something that I did that was wrong and I was like my my stomach like lit on fire and I was like what the fuck is wrong with this guy Are you fucking kidding me he's pointing this out like what a dumb oh <laughs> and I got like really defensive and then like I had probably like a glass of wine and I was like, you know what? He's right. But why am I having such a hard time? Like allowing that to be right. Is it the patriarchy? Is it my upbringing? Is it just like my ego? Right? Like I'm a Leo. Hello. I have the biggest ego in the world. Um, but I never could ever say I'm sorry and I'm wrong or like 
it's not my thing to care and worry about. And, um, we started couples therapy last year and I think that's really helped. I fucking love our couples therapist. She's amazing. Um, and yeah, like I would always think of it as like, Jared has changed a lot too. A lot. You've transitioned out of like DJ fuckboy life and you're in a much more, um, what's the word? I'm like altruistic, um, venture (laughs) that you're doing with like AI and, and, you know, kind of saving the world. (laughs) And, um, I would feel very like insecure and not intelligent enough. Like I was putting that on myself. It wasn't something that Jared was being like, wow, you're dumb and you don't know about (laughs) coding and ones and zeros. Like, no, it was me being like, I couldn't, I couldn't relate or identify to all of his new hobbies. Therefore I felt like inferior. And instead I would like border this teeter, like seesaw of like some days I'd feel really insecure. And then other days I would just be like, we're just so incompatible now. Like we both just have completely different hobbies. I've gotten sober. I've really focused on like this journey in my life. You, you know, don't nearly drink as much. We're in COVID. You have new priorities and new hobbies. And like, I just worried that we were growing apart. Like we were both growing, but it felt like we were growing apart too. And it was tough. Like it was not easy. We were having like the same arguments over and over for like six months. And, um, I made a TikTok over the break and, I was saying something that like our couple therapist told us and it actually like went viral. I think it's at like a million views now, but I said something that like I really changed the way that I think and, and argue or whatever. Cause I'm very black and white. Like when we would get into argument, and you've known this from the day we met and I told you this, I was like, I'm an in or out person. And so like the second I see a crack, I'm like, I'm out. This isn't going to work. I black and white it. I spiral down. I'm very like, I've been burned before and I will never let myself fucking be burned again because if I do I'm a dumb bitch who allowed herself to fall down the same fucking trap and it's very mean and it's very like self-sabotaging but I'm growing and learning to not like be you know I'm learning to live in the gray and so the TikTok that I made was like something that our couple therapist told us is that not all and in fact most arguments or fights between you and your partner will not be solved and they don't need to be. And there's not going to be usually someone that walks away feeling right and one person feeling wrong and someone has to apologize and everyone goes to bed happy. Most arguments don't even need a resolution. Like you can end up in that like agree to disagree place and still want to like fuck each other is by making sure you actually hear the other person and making sure that they n- know that you hurt them. So it's like validating you, hearing what you said and allowing myself also time to implement that into like my psyche. So like for us, I think another big thing that our our therapist suggested was like, you need to be able to take breaks in between arguments because I was raised by parents who fucking forced in me to never go to bed angry. And that's because my father lost his father uh, when they were in a fight 
and then his dad passed away and he never got to like fix that you know sorry and so I every night like when we do our prayers or whatever it's like you never go to bed angry you always resolve your fights and so for me it was like that scene out of Trainwreck with Amy Schumer uh, where she like makes her what's his nuts stay up all night he's like an orthopedic surgeon and she makes him stay up all night even though he has this huge surgery on this like athlete the next day she's like no we will stay here and figure this out that's me and I mean you can speak for yourself the way you fight but it was like me pulling teeth out of a skull that had no teeth <laughs> like just being like feel something tell me something like we need to figure this out and so for me the biggest thing that I've learned is like you know fights don't need to be resolved and that it's okay to take a breath and like take a break and like learn to live in that gray area of discomfort and I think why it was so uncomfortable for me was I wrote this down too is there's like waffle and pancake people and unfortunately stereotypically and it's not meant to be sexist women tend to be pancakes and men tend to be waffles where imagine your problems as syrup and like when you pour it on a pancake it runs all over the pancake and it's like soaked in and absorbed and it won't go away until you cut that piece away until you deal with it whereas like traditionally men are able to soak in a problem and keep it in a compartment and like kind of go to it when they need to access it and that's why unfortunately like men tend to be better in like business and blah 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 because they don't let their problems like take over their whole day whereas me if like we were in a bad place I could not like everything was in a bad place so those are the bigger things that I've learned is like be a waffle take breaks not every fight means it's the end of the relationship and not all fights need to be solved I just want to say that was incredible (laughs) Kelsey that was really awesome sharing that a lot of stuff I like hadn't really heard you say really um yeah I think it was like really nice to hear um a lot of the stuff especially the self-reflective things about like Mm. noticing your patterns and like Mm. how these things come out so I wanted to just thank you for that and like Mm. acknowledge that it means a lot it means a lot to hear that um and I think for me my biggest um I guess my biggest dynamic in a fight is that I shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, I fully freeze. Yeah. My whole system goes down because there's not logically something I can say to fix the situation, even though it is framed like that. So it's like Kelsey's expecting something from me and I'm like, uh, hmm, no, that's, if I say that, it's going to make it worse. If I say that, it's going to make it worse. It's like, I almost sometimes feel like a firefighter in like, uh, house that's burning but instead of having a hose i have a a, a big thing of gasoline and i'm like and she's like why don't you just why don't you just pour it on the fire and it's like oh i don't want to do that (laughs) i know it's gonna go badly and i did that once when Mm -hmm. in 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 a philly in philly we were in the hotel fucking city is one of my favorite cities in the world but for some reason for us it's cursed every time we've been to philly something very bad has happened yeah and we were staying in the same hotel (laughs) And we got into an argument and it got so bad. I packed my stuff and like, we're in the middle of this road trip. We have plans to be like in New York the next day. And I like packed my shit and was ready to go and be like, I'll mail all of your stuff back to you in LA. I'm going to keep jamming and like keep going on this road trip. And like, we're just incompatible. And I think what scared me about that fight was like 
that was the first time we both felt that way. I yeah. think we were used to me kind of always being that black or white girl that's like too afraid of her own uh, self, honestly, to like be in a tough place. Mm-hmm. That it, what scared me was that like you also were like, okay, yeah, this is bad. Like maybe this isn't the best for both of us. And there was a moment where you were like, what do you want me to yell? <laughs> and I've never heard Jared yell before ever. And I, it's, it like literally scared me. Not like, Oh my God, I'm afraid of him. It like shocked me because I'd never heard him yell before. And I panicked and I just like grabbed my coat and I left and I yeah. walked around downtown Philly while it was like freezing cold and snowing in like my pajamas and snow coat. And like, went to the Christmas market. I swear to God, it was like a scene out of like a dramatic HBO (laughs) series where I'm like, I have my Heineken 0.0 in a glass bottle walking down the street because I just like (laughs) grabbed it off the counter. And I'm sitting in this like Anirondack chair in the middle of this Christmas like market at night in Philly. All the lights are gleaming. People are happy. It's like lightly snowing. And I'm just like sitting there freezing and I'm looking at Independence Hall and I'm like, okay, am I going to, is this the hit? Like, is this really it? And so I sat there and I had my iPad with me because I just like grabbed shit and walked away. And I made like a pros and cons list on my iPad. And here's the funny part. The pros were a lot less than the cons of breaking up. I had a lot of shit to say, but that was my side. Like maybe we can go back to your side. Yeah. So I think looking back on it from like a clear head, it was a like it made sense why I was like not fighting so hard because when she came back from like because that yelling thing was like okay like she's like she wants me to show emotion. This is the emotion that I'm feeling right now is raw mm-hmm. like frustration and anger. So I'm going to show that like I'm going to yell like here you go. Do you want that? Is this helping? That and it's like well. did not go well. It's like okay bad uh so then like she comes back and she's like well here's some things that i don't like about you blah, 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 blah. and it's just like fuck and I like made this long list i was like here's it my was pros and cons list, very man. very brutal uh it we, was very cons yeah we still gotta kind of sort through that i think eventually yeah. but um it was one of those yeah. things where it was just this whirlwind of like like Oh, like here's all the bad. And then there was no good to balance it out. And like our therapist always says, like, if you're going to introduce a bad thing, like you put five good things in there Mm -hmm. so that it like balances. Mm -hmm. And it was just all bad. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, we didn't take any real break from each other. Like me going down to the Christmas market was like me still simmering in the fight and you staying in the hotel was like you still sitting in that position. Like we did not have any actual space. Yeah, we, we, and this is also like the culmination of, of multiple months yeah. of small living together in an RV and like just, yeah. you know, not having our support systems like that no we have friends, in LA, no the friends, the balancing, and yeah. So finances have been tough. Finances are brutal. So the, it's, it's a lot of like stuff. At the top of my, my cons or like my pros to staying together, whatever I'm, I might be mixing it up, was like if we break up, I won't have the Tesla anymore. <laughs> like I would have to pay out my half and like, God, that's like, I just can't afford that right now. And that was genuinely a piece of the puzzle. And I like called my mom and I was like, mom, I'm, I'm literally feeling like I'm staying with a guy, a piece of this, whether it be like a 5% piece or whatever, because of finance. She was like, Kelsey, that's like the real world. That's very real. Like 
a lot of women stay in abusive relationships for that specific reason because they don't have their own money or like the man controls or whatever. And my mom always taught me to have my own shit and have my own bank accounts and all that, which I do. Like I easily could have paid you out and I would have figured it out. But the fact that that was even like a piece of this made me realize also like how deep in this we are together. Yeah. And it's not like any other relationship I have. I've had, this is like, you know, the biggest and most valuable and intense. So it was like kind of also a bit shocking to me also to realize like, Oh wow. Imagine if we had like kids or assets, like a big asset, like the house or whatever together. Um, (laughs) Leo's attached. Um, but yeah, it, it was a very scary night. Yeah. And I think like for me, the only reason that I wasn't like trying to be the like, let's sleep on this and like not make, I mean, I actually ended up doing yeah, that at the end because I was like, like that it finally kicked in. Like, wait a minute. No, like all this is not adding up. But like I, I was at, at the moment when you were reading it off to me, I was like, all of this, like these are valid, valid points. Like if you're like unhappy, I don't want to keep you in an unhappy thing. And like, mm. I, I saw your mood in that moment as like your mood all the time or something like that of like, mm. mm-hmm. you are upset and I you're, ups- all you're upset yeah. with me all the time and I can't help that. And it's like, well, I want the best for you in your life. So like, so if logical. that means me not being in your life, then I guess that means that, right? Like it was like, it was just a very kind of disjointed situation. And then at the very end, it was like, it was just like a scene out of a movie where like you had your bags packed, you're ready to go. And like, you're just standing there. And then I just like hugged you. And I was just like, you were like giving me your goodbye speech. Yeah. Like, thank you for everything. And I was like, are you seriously fucking like (laughs) going to sit here and like name everything you're thankful for me for? And I was like, is this what you really want? And you were like, is this what you really want? And I was like, no. And I think me saying that made you say like, okay, well then if you don't think so, let's sleep on it. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Because I was like, I heard one thing and then I heard another thing completely separate of like, oh, like, like from, from the list, it was very clear to me that you did not want to be with me, but then you were adamant that you did not want to break up. So I was like. We need to sleep on this. Yeah. Well, that's like, what, <laughs> yeah. that's like what a tough fucking time is. Yeah. It was like, yeah, the information presenting itself does not align with my emotions, but it is having such an effect on my mood and emotions. So, yeah. you know, when we woke up the next morning, things did not just like go back to normal guys. We had like a very rough three weeks and like shout out to Pete and Lacey for like (laughs) being as normal as possible as we would like have these really intense moments. And like, you know, we got into it again over new year's Eve and you know, we ended up being in separate rooms and Jared fell asleep at nine 30 and I fell asleep at like 10 and no new year's kiss or countdown. And then I had like resentment about that. Like, why do I care? I don't care. It's just another fucking day. But like the fact that we even just are going to bed mad at each other is like playing into my deepest fears that I was raised to believe like we shouldn't do. But it's like the result of the like six months of trouble times plus this like intense, you know, three or four weeks of just constant not knowing, uh, was necessary I think 
I think it had to get that bad before it could get any better in that, you know, I don't think every couple needs to hit rock bottom. And like, I'm literally going against everything I've preached about relationships where it's like, if you're unhappy, like get happy, like (laughs) remove the parasite or whatever. Like, you know, I've said on adult shit a bunch of times, if you don't know when to break up with someone, my advice to you is you break up with them the first when you start thinking about breaking up with them, because there's like a reason why. And you know, like I saw this TikTok where it's like your vagina can literally detect like bad dick and it will like give you a UTI or yeast infection. And it's like, basically like we've had nothing but those problems. And I was like, Oh my God, has my body been rejecting him this whole time? And I wasn't listening to my own body. And yada, yada. like all of these fucking things that hey, I hey. have believed Eesh. is like w- me going against it. So, you know, we're in a good place now, (laughs) I would say. And I think like we've both had to recognize our own faults. And that was like kind of one of my wrapping up pieces of advice that I wrote down was that it's very easy to feel so wronged in these situations. Like we both can point out things that each other has done. That's like, well, fuck you. Well, fuck you too. Like I have this thing. You have, it's never about like keeping a score. It's really not. You have to be able to like erase these things and move forward, which yeah. I think we've always been pretty good about. We've never really brought up shit from the past except for me when I like to make fun of you for, you know, you know what? Yeah. Um, but taking a inventory of yourself too, like I had to know where I was contributing to the relationship, not being successful, because I had spent like, you know, five out of the last six months feeling like it was Jared's fault. And it is, I I guess like what I'm saying is it's okay to have like six months of a a tough time, like what to do when you're going through a rough time. And like, it's cheesy, but we always say like love is a choice. And like today I choose it. And you know, some days I wake up and I'm like, I don't choose it. I fucking am not okay today and like we're not okay today and like um that's okay too like it's not gonna be perfect all the time as hard as we try to make it but you know I've seen you grow so much and learn so much and that's impressive to me because I do think you're a really smart person I do think you base a lot of like your life out of logic and you, you recognize your flaws. Like you're able to say like, here's where I've changed. And like, yeah, you know, I haven't done this or been that for you. And, uh, it's just like, it's just kind of like crazy to me to think it makes me feel really good about like how much I've grown that I, we went through that and that I'm still with you, you know, like that I got rid of every old habit Kelsey would have had and have like kind of stuck it out. Yeah. And even like not even fully getting rid of, but at least noticing them and like being aware of them. Right. Mm. So like fat, that was a big thing for me was like, I know for myself that through this whole process, it gave me a really good mirror into my own like again it was really easy same thing that you were saying easy for me to blame kelsey for everything of like oh like uh, this and that but it's like no no like what what about my attitude mm-hmm. towards kelsey is causing this issue and like mm-hmm. let me like rethink 
what that thought, like what is that initial thought that I'm having and why is that there? Like what is the resentment there? Like what Mm. is this like certain, and then like to get to the root of that and then have open conversation about it allows Mm -hmm. for this kind of blossoming of like, oh, this was the issue. So like, let's like, we'll be careful with this next time. Or like, we, we at least can like know that if we step on these areas again, it's going to get a little dicey Mm -hmm. and like, we need to like be tread with caution versus just like go in there like a bull in a China shop kind of thing. Yeah. And knowing, you know, how to say what you want to, Yeah, like, I think I've always been really good at that. Like, you know, sometimes Jared would say things like, I feel like my needs don't matter. And that comes from a a very deep rooted place in your childhood and the way you were brought up. But him saying that to me, I would take it as an attack on me, like that. I'm not listening to his needs that I'm not recognizing them, that I bulldoze over his feelings and opinions and things, not taking a step back a, to not take that so personally and B to be like, this is me and you versus that problem, right. not you telling me that you have a problem and it's my yes, fault. Exactly. So like, I think that was also a big one for me to get over was being like, okay, if you don't feel like your needs are met, what are we both going to do about that? Yes. Rather than me feeling like this, like, well, if you're not even happy, like, why are you fucking with me? Why would you say with me? You know, right. like it doesn't sound like you are happy, like be released, be free. And at yeah. one point I, I was telling my own, my personal therapist that I was like, I feel like I have to break up with him cause he'll never break up with me. And that was also like a nervous thought that one person felt differently about the relationship and, and making sure we were on the same page was like kind of crucial, yeah. you know? Yeah, I think like the the idea of like the relationship as being a third, almost like a third entity in this whole thing. Mm. It's like me, Kelsey, and the relationship, and like we are. If we if we think about ourselves, like working to make the relationship better, and like we're on the same team, that's like a really good thing. Versus like this kind of adversarial. Um, perspective individual like me versus you if I don't get my way then like I'm not winning or like this or that like that kind of like you know um and it's not fun to be fighting no it's not fun to be like oh I want to be right over the person that I love who I think is being a dumbass like that's not like a good feeling like I I kept wanting to just be like god we don't feel like us we didn't feel like us for a while yeah and now you know, like we're still coming out of the clear and the rubble. Like things aren't like, you know, well, things have been good, but you know, we're, we're still aware of our trouble spots. And I think yeah. that that's like a really good thing to identify so that when we do, we can literally like sit down with our iPads and make a list of like, okay, here's how we're going to attack this. Okay. We're going to have like five minutes to write down all of our feelings and we can like just write whatever we want, the mean shit, the gross shit. We can read it to each other if we want. We can delete it if we want, but know that then we're going to take like a 15 minute break and we're going to come back and write like five reasons why, you know, we, we love each other or like are going to stay or like five reasons why we do stay. And like none of that would have come to fruition, I think without couples therapy too. Yeah. That's incredible. I like, (laughs) I want to stress, I can't stress enough how much, how helpful a third party is in something like this because like, Mm -hmm. for like you know that feeling of like like 
oh, like if only any someone else could just see this, like uh, they, they, clearly like they're going to see my perspective. And then it's like, oh, what? Well, hold on. Do You're you hate talking it when what? the therapist says like, Kelsey's point is right. Like she's no, it's it's great because it fucking like oh, knocks it knocks my kind of perspective, my ego down, and just like it's like oh okay. That's crazy like, that you like that because most people like when she does it to me, I'm like oh fuck. No, it, it like it initial the initial feeling isn't good, obviously, yeah. but I know when I look at it in a perspective of like this is gonna make me better or like mm. I'm 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 growing right because I'm always a big fan of like personal growth and so if i if it almost if I, too much <laughs> almost arguably too much uh-huh. um if i look at it in that lens it really kind of motivates me in mm. a good in a good way like mm. i like i like that it just like it's hard for me to hear in the beginning mm-hmm. so i have to like really kind of like depending on what it is really set on you know talk about it. like we talked i talked i asked you like what are my blind spots like that you well, see yeah like, i wrote that down yeah and that was hard to do man talking about blind spots with each other because yeah. it's basically like here's me telling you something really shitty about you yeah and like me not activating when i hear that like is really hard like when it's like you're hearing somebody that you love tell you something that like there's no way it could be true no no but like that's a person that you love telling you this and like they are a mirror yeah. to you. So it's you like, reminded me that like our, cu- our couple therapist always like gets us by, you know, we talk through a problem and she's like, and you did that because you love him. Right. And I'm like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Shit. It always comes right. back to like, this comes from the place of love too. Like if yeah. I'm fighting and it's coming out as like angry or in like a nasty way, it's I'm, I'm, delivering it incorrectly because it's out of a place of love and maybe i try maybe i'm like oh hey hon like ooh, here's why i don't think that's a good idea or whatever and then it like escalates to anger but at least we can try with love and compassion and empathy first and that's very hard when you're a very like reactive control emotional freak like me <laughs> but i love me i really like i love me. you too i think i'm a good person you I love are you too. an amazing person but also you know if you're in a bad spot, just get a scare of pussy cancer and you'll <laughs> bounce right back. There you go. That's all, no. all you need. I think, you know, that happening yesterday was totally unexpected, not worth the stress, but, because you know, giving the cards we've been dealt, what we did with it, I think was really positive. Like a gut check kind of thing. Yeah. Again. Like, God, is all this shit that important when every couple is probably going through something like this with COVID and being in small living spaces and yada, yada, yada. It's kind of like a good reminder. Yeah. But like anyone you can, you can do that literally right now with your partner. Like Mm. imagine your partner has like a terminal illness for Mm. a second. Just like imagine it for a couple minutes and see what, what happens and like how that feels. Like Mm. it's really shitty when you dive in there, but then when you come out and you're like, Oh wow. You like, appreciate the person a lot more there's a lot more gratitude for what you have so what was like in your mind I'm what curious. did it what did it look like in my mind or yeah like, because i think i only get like the outcome like when i yeah. got in the car you were like i love you and, like, <laughs> and i was like what the fuck just happened yeah like what what went through your mind I, I went like pretty deep dive of like what it would look like moving forward like what i would have left of you like how i would remember you and like like looking at like your Instagram stories as like, like a, like a, like a time capsule or something, but like, but then just like staying in touch with your family and like reliving the the memories of you, but like never knowing that we couldn't, 
fully like live our lives together is mm -hmm. like a really sad thing to me. Like mm -hmm. I want to do life with you. It is like a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, it really kind of gave me a, a big wake up call, um, in terms of like what, what I'm, what I'm really caring about and like what, what's important. And I think just having someone that knows you mm. so well, like you're arguably like the only person next to like, you know, like my dad maybe, but like that, like, I don't even think he really he barely knows me comparatively. Like we have like a call every week and it's great. I, I really love my dad a lot, but like we don't connect in the same way as like an intimate oh, partner no would. So it's yeah. like you, you have my heart in your heart and your soul. So your soul is my home forever. That's what it says in the book. That's really sweet. I love you. I love you. Oh, that was a, that was a, that was a good one. That was a good one. Um, leave a comment below and let us know like what tips you have found, um, in tough times with partnership. And if you're single and you've been listening to this the whole time, Take fucking notes, okay? <laughs> because this shit will come back around. I promise you, everyone, every couple has their roller coaster ride. And, you know, I think coming up on three years, that is a interesting spot, you know, with other couple of friends that we've talked to who are like, oh, yeah, year three is fucking tough. Yeah. Like, year three was crazy. And I think we've accelerated it because of everything that's going on in the world. But um, I really like what you said um, earlier about like wanting to understand the other person first before like being understood. I think that, that to mm. me, like that's like a really philosopher's that's way. That's a good of, one. Yeah. yeah. I like that a lot. Um, can you tell people to buy my book? Absolutely. Guys, what are you doing? What? It's incredible. Go get it. Don't fucking panic. It's on Amazon. It's on Fox catalog. It's on all the things. It's right over there. Yeah. Check it out. It's Go. also on our coffee table. Um, yeah. We're doing giveaways of the book on Confidently Pod Instagram Woo. this week, I do believe. And we're doing a couple more giveaways of some really cool holiday goodies I got. Uh, but yeah, I know that some of you are kind of like, uh, I don't want to pay for shipping it. Well, you don't have to now because we're going to be giving away some Wow! and be so excited because the merch is coming soon. So as always, don't forget Woo. to rate this five stars on iTunes. Oh, you know what I need to tell them to do? What? Rate the book on Amazon. That's a good point. Because we're having a couple printing errors and people are rating it one star because of the Kindle formatting that like is out of our control. And we're trying to work with Kindle and Amazon to fix that. But if you could please leave a review, it only takes a second and it's really going to change the way that like the book performs and you know i want to write another one so please help me um help. don't forget to follow at caps lab if you want he makes dope mixes i like him a lot and i like him so follow him and i love you and confidence i love you and i love myself and i love this cat and i love this life and i'll see you guys next week bye bye